This is Coffee at KYUK. Conversation between friends and neighbors. Come in and have a cup. Joining us for coffee is Reese Madden, the musher who got the red lantern at the Cuscoquim 300 sled dog race this weekend. Speaking with him is KYUK's Francisco Martinez Cuello. Talk me through the river conditions on the first day compared to the second day and then the third day. Leaving Bethel going up was kind of soft and there was a little overflow here and there all the way to Toulousac, but it wasn't too bad. From Toulousac to Kalskeg was really good and going until about 15 miles out there was overflow and then 10 miles out from there it was this real punchy hard soft hard soft and it was probably four foot craters uh, at one point my biggest 70 pound dog I thought he had fell and then I came up with the dog sled and it was such a big drop that I actually broke my brush bow and I was like, holy cow, he, he didn't fall down. It was actually, he just stepped down into that hole because it was so big. And it just kind of demoralized my dog. So I got and rested for five hours. And dogs were kind of just a little sluggish and kind of lost our speed. And we went to uh, Antioch, got there. And it was quite a long run. It was a little under nine hours, only a 50-mile run. And then I rested my dogs there for about five hours, too. And then... We made the push from there all the way to Toulousac, and it was going great until about five, ten miles going into Kalskeg, and it was just so slick and just clear ice, and it was nighttime, and then we got there. I ended up having to drop three dogs, so just leaving Kalskeg, I just blew through there. I had to drop three dogs, so I, I was really struggling leaving there, trying to get a good group to work together finally got it finally 10 15 miles out and just lost a lot of time trying to do that and then it was actually a pretty good trail for the most part but then i ran into overflow right with the same spot as i left and it got worse and then by the time i got to uh to Lusac and rested there it was starting to rain really warm like 36 7 degrees and then i rested there an extra hour I put five hours in instead of the mandatory four because I just got off a 100-mile run and wanted to give them a little extra rest. And I'm glad I did that because the last 40 miles was pretty gnarly. I was about four to six inches of water just standing there running slush, slush, and that was for 20 miles. And then the last 30 miles, as soon as I hit the Gweek, the Gweek was full channel running, about knee deep in water at one point the dogs were swimming across it i was having to run through the water dump out my bunny boots keep going and then when we hit the cusco that was all flooded like four to six inches standing water pretty much did 30 miles non-stop running in water and the dogs just ate up the trail it was a little slower just because the conditions but the dogs did awesome i'm really proud of them i'd really like to thank joe garney and katil rattan for letting me borrow a dog and giving me a couple dogs and they did really great and can't complain you know i made 10 hours better than my last race i came up here during the covid race so it was nice to get around the original trail i never been to Antioch and the other checkpoints and it was good and a learning experience but i made a lot of dumb rookie mistakes like 
I carried enough food literally from the start to the end. I carried all of my dog food minus a little bit of kibble in the Antioch checkpoint. It's kind of why my dogs were a little slower. I just too much gear. You know, I went out with a cooker, which no one else really does. Because the last time I was here, I brought it, but it was we couldn't go into any checkpoints and couldn't make any water. So this year was a little different. Kind of messed up being way too much weight. And then I a week and a half before the race, I had two dogs go down, so I only came down with 10, and then having to drop three, and then I had two that, one got injured five miles out and slipped on the ice and hurt his shoulder, so I had to put him in the sled bag. So the last five miles, I had to pretty much run to Bethel to finish, but the dogs were still averaging six miles an hour, and they are looking, feeling great, and... I'm just going to be more prepared next year, and oh, I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board and get some new pu- i got a few new puppies that will be here with me next year, and I've got to rebuild. In, i got a small kennel. You know, I'm at a native home site in Nome through my Sitnesauk Native Corporation, so I'm only allowed 16 dogs on my home site, so it's kind of hard to compete with other teams that have 40, 60 dogs, you know. It's just no one to train with too you know i'm out there by myself i don't have no handlers or wife or girlfriend or kids to help out so it's just me working 14 hour days and then trying to train dogs for four hours a day and then clean after them and it's just a lot of work i'm just going to try to keep improving every year and be back here and just like to thank all of my sponsors out there that helped me out you know my mom my dad katil joe garney gnome grown organics rj's auto preston and sophie dixon and their whole family watching my retirees back home and puppies while i'm out here and uh i'd really like to thank the k300 volunteers all the people that are involved if it wasn't for them this race wasn't happening so i really like to thank them and everyone in the checkpoints were so great too you know everyone was just happy that we were there and they're always offering food and anything i need and i really appreciate that and it makes me want to come back every year just such great people and great race and just a great communities and especially the kaisers ron kaiser you know he's gone way far and above he just uh picking my dogs up and taking care of my drop dogs and you know doing anything i need and fixing dog boxes that you know dogs chew a hole through the door and he just does a lot of things that i could have done or he goes and looks out for me and i really appreciate that that's how the whole community is out here and i don't think anywhere in the world that has as good as a race organization and people than here I'll be back next year, hopefully stronger than ever, and I'm going to try to keep knocking at least 10 hours every time I come down here until I win it. (laughs) You know, it's interesting listening to to your story because you talk about what you're up against, but that speaks to the Red Lantern, and that speaks uh, volumes to the, the level of perseverance and determination that you have. Coming in last again just kind of makes me even hungrier to do better in got a couple new lines coming up i just had puppies eight weeks ago so i got three coming up that'll be here hopefully next year and then just kind of have to find the right female i got four great big males that did awesome when it comes down to it i had pretty much four dogs for this whole 300 miles that just got it and just were spectacular and 
if I had a full team of 12 of, you know, those same kind of dogs, you know, we'd be right up there too. So it just, every year I've done it, the last time I did it with eight dogs, I think I was the least amount of dogs to start this race the last time I did it. So I figured, hey, I got two more this time. I should do better, you know, and I got a little more experience. And we did, you know, we finished 10 hours faster and, you know, just got to find that right female for me, I guess. And hopefully I'll find one before next year. And the hunger's there. I just need to get a little more serious in my summer training. But when I work 14, 16 hours a day, you know, it's real hard to get in with the dogs on top of that. So, you know, I don't have any sponsor, major sponsors or, you know, I everything I came out here I paid for, you know, myself. And I'm it's kind of a, like I tell people all the time that want to raise dogs, you either have to have a lot of money, you know, and buy the kibble and all the man-made products or you put in the work and do your fishing and hunting and provide from the land and that's how I do it is usually provide from the land I'm, I'm not very rich and all my usually money goes to the dogs in general and it'll come back to me eventually and when you're out there you're relying on your dogs and all that hard work you really see it on the trail being able to finish this race running 30 miles pretty much in the water on the river it really showed, and I'm, I'm glad I finished. And, you know, my goal every year is to come back and improve until I get that W. Can I get some background? Like, when did you start mushing and why? Well, I used to mush back when I was a kid uh, through Aaron Burmeister. Uh, I think I was between 5 and 13. I had my own dog team, and then I was handling from him. And my grandparents used to own Fat Freddy's, a restaurant that was there in Nome. Just all the mushers at the end of the year would stop there. And, you know, Charlie Bolding and all the old greats always stopped to visit my grandma, so it kind of got me hooked. And then I got out for a little while because I got into snow machining, and then I ended up... Uh, in 2013, I went out moose hunting, and I left three of my dogs with my dad, and they ended up getting out of the pen and got knocked up. So if it wasn't for me going moose hunting and my dad not watching them, or watching him but not watching them, <laughs> blame it on my dad for getting me back into it. Because <laughs> if it wasn't for him and that moose hunting trip, I don't think I'd be doing dogs right now. But I never looked back since, so I'm just looking you know to improve better and better and you know keep doing it and i've always had passions for dogs you know living in Nome, and watching the end of iditarod every year and you know talking to the old greats and just watching them you know the late lance Mackey, i got a dog from him and it was real sad i had to re retire him finally about three weeks before the race he's a little older seven eight nine years old so he was really a vital part of the team but this race is so fast-paced, I don't know any other race that is this fast with the least amount of rest. And, you know, we, we're we learning where to snack, how to do things, and how to go about mileage. And, you know, I never knew the area, never been there before, never even showed up. Every time I came out here, I came out here twice, and each time I didn't see the Cusco until I was about to start the race, you know. I didn't even put a foot on the Cusco River until the, the start line. So I like to do all the races next year. 
there's so much more people involved down here with mushing. Just all the villages so close and then competing to, with each other. I think it's amazing. It makes me want to come down and try it. If it wasn't for the, the older people, you know, before me, I like seeing Lance's story, you know, over battling cancer. When you're out there on the trail, you think about people like that and what they've been through and then you look at yourself and you're you know you don't think it's as bad you know you're like well they've been through worse so I'm just gonna try my best and I've done three long distance races and every time I've been to one they've always told me oh this is the worst it's ever been you know like in 2021 the Kobuk 440 it was still worse than this race just because of this cold and storm but this race was up there too with just the, the amount of water and just dealing with the environment and anything that out there that throws at you, you just have to be able to take care of your dogs. No matter if it's cold and raining or whatever, they come first and their first priority. And I definitely don't take care of myself as good as I take care of my dogs. And I learned last time you definitely bring a lot to drink during these races for yourself. And I actually was kind of sleep deprived and forgot my food and drink, leaving. Calskeg to Antioch, so that 50 mile run really was very dry. I was so thirsty and tired by the time I got into Antioch. I pretty much downed a whole gallon of cranberry juice when I got there. It was just like, all right, I need to take a nap, but I had to take care of my dogs and I took a little extra time there just to to take care of the dogs. You know, I I could have probably bettered my time by 10 hours. You know, I lost a lot of time stopping and trying to take care of my dogs, not push them as hard as what a lot of these other people are doing. But they're more experienced. They've trained a lot for this specific race because I've been talking to a lot of the other veterans, and they're like, this is wild out here, just how fast paced it is he's like i've had iditarod guys like oh yeah you're doing great and you know that you're do if you're doing that in iditarod you, you know you'd be way up there but this race is so fast paced i've never had anyone to really show me or teach me how to do everything i've just been self-taught and just go out there and learn it by experience being a gnome and it's a lot different than down here we have a lot more wind and gnome and cold and you come down here and it's 37 degrees and raining i think when i left nome it was negative 35 and blowing 40 when i come here and it's 35 above you know and trying to do this race and with you know i got a lot bigger dogs 60 70 pound dogs and the combination with hot and big dogs and just how the way the trail was we're just slow yeah your dogs, what, what were your favorite ones? I know you talked about that this morning, but I just want to get it on the record now. I think my best dog that I've got right now is a dog named Siluk, and it means uh, Northern Pike in Inupiaq. Another great standout dog would be Wise Man. The first time I've ever had a true Jihaw command leader has made a life of a difference out on the trail, and I really like to thank Katil Rutan for lending me that dog for this race specifically. Actually, two of the dogs, Miles and that Katil gave me, and then he let me borrow his dog, Wise Man, both ran with uh, Yor Olsen last year in the Cusco, and also finished uh, Red Lantern in the Iditarod. So they have a lot of experience, and it really showed. And another dog, it's real weird. He's not a leader, but 
every race I've done, when it come down to the finish line, I've been able to put him up front. His name's Blackie, and he's a really good dog from Joe Garney also. I'm pretty happy with him. Those are the four standouts, and I'll try to come up with eight more dogs for next year. I think probably two to four will be back with me next year. Other than that, it's going to be a rebuild year, and going to try to shoot just to better my time again next year. Thank you very much. That was KYUK's Francisco Martinez Guayo speaking with Reese Madden, the musher who won the Red Lantern at the Cusquim 300 sled dog race. Join us tomorrow for discussion of the continuing effort to persuade the state fish and game department to curb salmon intercept fisheries in Area M. This is coffee at KYUK. That's coffee weekday mornings at 8.40. Catch up on old episodes by visiting kyuk.org or find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcast.